Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Do you know what? I came in this morning and I thought, I've really dressed down today. Everybody looks absolutely beautiful. They are re- oh, just absolutely stunning dresses. The men as well, looking very, very smart in matching colours as well. So, okay. I'm going to open up in prayer. And we're going to look at God's word once I've opened my laptop and my Bible. Okay, so Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come around your word, Father. Open our hearts, Lord, and allow us, Father, to give you space to minister to us, Father God. We pray for an outpouring of your spirit, Lord, upon each and every person, Father. May you anoint the words, Father, from your word and bless the hearing of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So today we're looking at forgiveness, repentance, and blessing. And, you know, when I was speaking with Bina, we were actually, I think it was Wednesday, wasn't it, Bina? We, were, we had a few words, but God, after praying, really impressed upon us about heart. And so we're looking at forgiveness, repentance, and blessing. And we're going to watch a very short video which helps to highlight what I'm about to talk about, which is some things that we find hard to say as a human. So Chris and the team, they will play the video, and then we're going to delve into God's Word. Thanks, Chris. Three of the hardest things for people to say, I was wrong, I need help, and Worcestershire sauce, Worcestershire sauce, Worcestershire, Worcestershire. Now, <laughs> pray for me because I cannot say Worcestershire. I can't say it. I'm not even going to bother saying it. But my, my family mock me relentlessly. And it's taken me about a year to be able to say crumbly cliff face without getting my L's, my R's, and my A's mixed up. But, you know, although that is a funny illustration, there are things in life that we find hard to say. And it could be any of these. I was wrong. I need help. I won't say that one. I'm sorry. And I forgive you. And I truly believe that I forgive you is one of the hardest things to say and genuinely mean it. And... I think with with Jesus, when we see what he did whilst he was on earth, we can look in his word and see what he said about forgiveness. Because Jesus said, if you have your Bibles with you or your phones, Matthew 18, 21 to 22, when Peter asked him, how many times should I forgive my brother? He said, should I forgive him seven times, thinking he was being quite, you know, quite righteous in that. But Jesus said, no forgive 77 times and actually in some some translations it's 70 times 7 which is like 490 times and that's not a limit that's not us saying right okay that's it 491st time sorry yeah no more forgiveness for you but he said forgive 77 times and in Luke 23:34 some of the last words of Jesus when he was dying on the cross after he had been beaten and whipped and crucified, he said, Father, forgive them, 
for they know not what they do. And in Luke 10, 36 to 37, he says, go and do likewise. He's just told the parable of the Samaritan. Now, the Samaritans and Jews, they they hated each other. There was unforgiveness there. But the Samaritan showed mercy and showed forgiveness and reached out. And there was action with that mercy. And Jesus did say, go and do likewise. And for us, you know, that, that can be tricky because sometimes... We don't want to forgive, if we're honest. We think we have forgiven, maybe just in word, but God wants us to forgive from our heart. And why does God tell us to forgive? You know, if we are forgiven all of our sins, if Jesus took the sins of the world on him at the cross, why do we need to forgive? And the reason is, I I truly believe that unforgiveness is like a poison that slowly kills the soul. The unforgiveness brings bitterness and resentment, and it brings a hardened heart. And, you know, forgiveness, I know it is hard at times, especially if there is, you know, abuse, uh, whether it's physical, emotional, sexual abuse, it is hard to forgive. But God tells us to forgive because it releases us. It releases us from this burden, from this poison in our hearts Because bitterness eats us from within. And it adds layer upon layer on our hearts, hardening our hearts and almost like putting us in a prison of bitterness. It hardens the soil in our hearts. And God wants to put a new seed in our hearts through his word. Because his word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And God's word, when we are open to his word, he brings so much freedom. And so that is what we are going to be looking at now. Because we may think that we have forgiven, but God's word reveals our true heart. And that's why it's so important to read God's word. It's not just a rule book that is telling us, okay, you need to do this and you need to do this. This is the living word of God And he tells us, for our own good, the things that we should do. And so Hebrews 4.12 does say, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God's word reveals our true heart when we look in it. Our prayers reveal our true heart when we are praying. And again, forgiveness isn't letting someone off the hook. It's not saying what they did was right. And this, especially, as I was saying earlier on, this is, I know it is hard when it is something very painful. You know, maybe something that is deeply hurt. But there is a release. God wants a release. God wants our hearts. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you are bitter in your heart, if you are unforgiving, it does start to show. We were singing, weren't we, um, about we look on the outward appearance, but God, he knows what's within our hearts. And have we allowed maybe bitterness, resentment in our hearts to make a home there? 
Or are we deceiving ourselves maybe sometimes like I did? I genuinely thought I'd forgiven somebody from years ago. And I spoke to my sister Caroline. She's, she's not here today at All Nations. And I, I, just, I was explaining the situation. And she said to me, have you forgiven them? And straight away I went, yes, oh yes, absolutely. They said they were sorry. And I said to them, I forgive you, feeling very good about myself. And then my sister said to me, she said, sometimes we can forgive with our words, but we haven't forgiven with our heart. And, you know, wise counsel, wise, wise counsel. And I, I went off, I started reading through scripture. I wanted to see what Jesus said about forgiveness. And I came to James 1, 22 to 25. And he says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word and does not do what it says is like someone who looks in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, this God's word is the perfect law. Jesus, the word who became flesh, is the word. And if they continue in it, not forgetting what they have heard and doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. And I thought, okay, I can forgive. I can forgive. And then I read Romans 12, 14. And it says, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. And I thought, wow. And that was key for me because that verse revealed my heart and James. It revealed my heart because if I say to you, forgive that person, forgive that person, pray for them and bless them, your immediate reaction is very telling. And it might be tension, it might be anger, it might be hurt, it might be bitterness, it even might be hatred. But God tells us to forgive to pray and to bless them. And I must admit, you know, when I, when I started out doing this and praying and, and releasing it to God, it was through gritted teeth at times. It was, Father, I forgive them. I forgive them. Lord, bless them. <laughs> bless them mightily. When actually, and this is not what I would want to do, but like James and John in Luke 9:54 when they were rejected by a town Jesus the lord savior light of the world redeemer healer he was rejected and James and John go lord shall we shall we rain fire down from heaven on them and Jesus he didn't say yes go ahead wipe them off the face of the earth he said he rebuked them and he had been rejected by them and when we allow hurt into our hearts, that unforgiveness, it just adds layer upon layer upon layer. And I truly believe that God wants us to be free, free to worship him, free to adore him, free to glorify him and release anything that isn't of him. God has given us a way to walk in freedom and it's all because of Jesus.
You know, there are chains on our hearts that maybe need to be broken. And we command those chains to be broken in Jesus' name. There is power in forgiveness. There is power in the name of Jesus. Jesus, who took your sins and my sins, he died to set you free. And I just pray this morning for an outpouring of God's spirit. I pray that we will have revelation of God's love. Because praise God, there is no fear, there is no condemnation, there is no judgment when we go to the throne of grace. Because of Jesus, we can go to the throne of grace boldly and say, Father God, I forgive this person and name them and say, I release them, Lord, to you. I release myself, Father, in Jesus' name to worship you, to enjoy the new song that you've put on my heart. And God is good. Because where where we go, when we speak to God, that throne of grace, there is abundant grace. Abundant grace. It's unlimited. We stand before him without fear and shame. And just praise him, glorify him, worship him, and love him. And he loves us right back. So, what do we do when there's unforgiveness? Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That is the blessing we have. We can ask God to search our hearts and not have any condemnation because we know he loves us. He has forgiven us, but it is good to repent. It is good to say, sorry, God. And Joel 2.13, this has come up so much recently. You know, it's come up in home group. We're doing the minor prophet Joel at the moment. It's come up in devotionals. It's come up in messages. And after a while, you start to think, okay, God is maybe trying to say something. Joel 2.13 says, rend our hearts and not our clothes. In the Old Testament, people used to rip their clothes. They used to put ash on their head and wear sackcloth to show outwardly that they were repenting. But God doesn't want that. God wants our hearts. He wants us to open our hearts to him, repent and begin the beautiful journey of healing. It brings such freedom. It's painful at times. It is. But Jesus is with us every step of the way. He brings restoration, he brings that healing, and he brings so much freedom in Christ. So in the name of Jesus, we can say, Lord, I forgive. Release me, Lord, from anything that's held me back, and just allow me to love and worship you. Praise God. Praise God. And so as we have received forgiveness, as I was saying, there's power in forgiveness. There is power in the name of Jesus. He asks us to go and do likewise, to walk in this freedom through Jesus, and which leads us in the way everlasting. And we can enter into the joy of the Lord because of what he has done for us. We can enter into the joy of the Lord And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so 
we're just going to bow our heads before Bina comes with the word. And we're just going to give God room, room and space to minister to us. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for this wonderful gift, Father of salvation, that we can come to your throne of grace, Lord, and not fear or have any condemnation, Lord. We can bring every hurt, every pain, anything that isn't of you, Lord, and know that we will receive your grace and your love and your mercy. Father God, minister to us right now, Lord. Open our hearts, Father, to those things that are not of you and help us to release them to you, Lord. You've put a new song in our hearts, Father God, for you. Father, a song of worship, of adoration. And Lord God, we just break those chains in Jesus' name. Anything that has been holding us back, Lord, where we can just lift our hands and praise you. Lord God, thank you for this time. And Father, I just pray for comfort and peace in our hearts. We thank you for this journey with you, Lord. We humble ourselves before you, Father. We surrender, Lord, and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to pass over to Bina. Bless her. Thank you, everybody. God bless you all.